Dear readers, T.S. Eliot writes, For last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice. The power of perception. The power of our starting points. Perhaps when you read the quote by T.S. Eliot, you immediately thought of 2020. Maybe your first thought was of what many are referring to this week. It marks the one-year anniversary in which life became unprecedented times, times unlike anything any of us had ever known. Or maybe you are still trying to find some sense of certainty amidst a long journey of uncertainty, and reading next year's words, await another voice, strikes a nerve. How can you even begin to think of 2022 when I am still trying to find a foothold with 2021 might be the words you would like to mutter to me. The power of our starting points in how we choose consciously or subconsciously to see and hear. Ginger rescued us in December of 2014. Ginger came into our lives approximately three months after our dear Rue left Earth and about nine months earlier than I planned to get another dog. Rue was not a service dog, but she was my best friend and my soulmate through a significant walk of darkness on my life journey. Prior to Rue's cancer diagnosis, my husband and I had thought we would always have a German short hair pointer as part of our home. When Rue left Earth, I was certain any future fur that decorated our home could not be the German short hair kind. Rue sent Ginger to us in all Ginger's glorious mixture of maybe Whippet, maybe Retriever, maybe the shelter just didn't know for sure, but certainly no semblance of short hair in Ginger's wonderful tan and white coat. My husband and I knew we were gaining a complete home again, but we did not know we had gained a thief. Ginger stole our hearts and proved to me that we are not just blessed with one lifetime soulmate. We can be blessed to have more than one, even if we, if we choose to open our hearts, see, and allow. Fast forward to November 2019, and I find myself driving to Indiana just to look at a female puppy with the potential she would come home to be my husband's pheasant-finding partner. I enter a building and look down into a meet-and-greet pen containing two puppies. <laughs> one is bouncing like Tigger and the other is sitting watching Tigger and watching the kennel owner and me with the most intent, watchful, drink-it-all-in eyes. I quickly learn Tigger has a destiny with owners a few states away, and I think, oh, <laughs> good luck, dear owners, making that long drive home with Tigger. I bend down, reach out my hand, palm facing up to the other puppy, who very quietly gently, puts her chin in my hand, and I think she is the one. She will be perfect as my husband's bird-finding partner. After all, that was my starting point, finding my husband his bird-finding partner. Not another short hair to steal my heart. I am not sure who has been the ringleader in further teaching me what Rue initially started. There was always more than we initially hear and see. Actually, I think it might just be a conspiring among all three. A certain short hair pointing angel above, Ginger, 
in a joyful, curious, comical scatterer of short hairs throughout our entire house again, aka Kutana, who has not put her quiet, gentle chin in my hand since that first day we did meet. Who knew she finds nibbling fingers on a hand as if they are a pacifier much more comforting or fun? (laughs) Always more than we initially see. Recently, I was in dialogue with someone who was feeling significantly conflicted with another individual. As I listened to her share this part of her story, I found myself dancing that dance of grace between opposites as I discerned if I would be demonstrating compassion and understanding by sharing a part of my story, or if I would be robbing this person of what was most important in our moments of dialogue, that her story was the only story that mattered. If I shared, would I be offering a reframing that she might see her story differently? Or would I be sending a message that I was listening to talk and not listening to listen? I opted to share a part of my story, which was about a person I had been significantly conflicted with in my life. I shared about how this person was far from being my close friend, yet I had come to view this person as my best teacher. (laughs) For we learn best through opposites after all, and we learn best when it is a challenge, or so I believe. I shared how at one point, after this person was no longer in my life, I came to understand that during our relationship, when I was certain I was not good enough to be this person's best friend, this person had felt during our relationship they were not good enough to be mine. Though we thought we were on opposite sides of a spectrum, we were both starting from the same place of not enough. I cannot help thinking that so many of us think we are starting from different places with others, when in actuality, we may both be feeling a fundamental similarity, like worthiness or not. At the very beginning of the pandemic's unfolding, I was deeply moved by a post a stranger had shared on social media in which the stranger was struggling with how much attention was being given to what was, at that time, a very small percentage of deaths related to the pandemic. Their struggle was because in comparison, the number of deaths at that time did not begin to compare to the 22 veteran suicidal deaths per day. Their starting place was why aren't more people upset about the level of hopelessness that is stealing life? As someone who deeply values hope, whose heart hurts at the thought that people reach a point in which they feel more hope can be found in not living, I can appreciate the starting point for this stranger. I recently read that every 40 seconds, someone in the world dies by suicide. In the time it has taken me to write, what I am now reading you, that is 135 lives. If you have taken 15 minutes to listen and replay what I am speaking, in that 15 minutes, that is 22 lives. There is always more to hear and see. What else can we see and hear to bring more hope into the world. Perhaps new starting places in how we are listening and what our eyes are looking for. Ralph Waldo Emerson writes, each one of us sees in others what we carry in our own hearts. Dear readers, 
may well-being continue to hold you in its tight embrace. Sincerely, Christine. And P.S. I would like to ask each of you for your help. Let's pay it forward. If you find even one sentence in what you've been listening to is an inspiring message in some way, please share it with another person who comes to your mind. In doing so, I cannot help thinking we cascade further ripples of hope into the world. In advance, I thank you for sharing.